This is Stability, financial talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell from Stability Partners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gene and Brian provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Stability Financial Talk with Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell. Hi, and welcome back to Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian. My name is Gene Casagrande. And I'm Brian Powell from Stability Partners. And if you'd like more information about what we're going to talk about today on the show, give us a call at 832-559-8393 or visit us online at stabilityfinancialtalk.com. And there you can check out our past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. So... Oh, we're going to kind of ramble today, so but don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. So we're kind of going stir-crazy here with all the COVID-19 um, being here at the, at the house all the time, and a lot of people are feeling that way, especially many about to retire or newly retired uh, people that want to get out on the road again. And so one of the things we're seeing kind of um, – take off these days and and we've seen other retirees do it is to pretty much go on a permanent road trip in an rv and spend their retirement in in an rv this is actually actually got several clients that are doing that yeah loving it this is a thing people are doing and they're um we like we said we've got clients that are actually doing it right now so we've talked to some of them and looked at some of the stuff that's in the media so we're going to talk about retiring in an rv believe it or not You know, for some people, living in an RV is an ideal situation that can lead to adventures, right? Both expected and unexpected. Oops. (laughs) But it's, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. So during our show today, we're going to very candidly discuss some of the potential pitfalls that come with RV living. So the first thing that really jumped out at me uh, is that according to the RV Industry Association, one of the RV trade groups out there, about 10 million U.S. families own an RV right now, and another roughly 1 million Americans actually live in one permanently. Those are really eye-popping numbers, Brian. But, you know, given how many RVs I see when I'm on the highway, I, I have to say I'm not totally surprised. And, you know, before you say, hey, wait, what, you know, what, what about this whole pandemic thing going on? Motor home and travel trailer rental site, and I'm looking at it here, RV Share has reported a thousand percent increase in nationwide bookings since uh, April 1st. Wow, to rent a thousand RVs. percent. Wow. And according to the RV Industry Association, RV sales in some areas of the country are up 170 percent over the same time period last year. Yeah, that, that's true. RVing, um, isn't terribly affected by the current pandemic. In fact, there's tons of media reports out there noting how many people are continuing to show strong interest in RVs through online purchases, um, live video chats with the dealerships even. Yeah, everything's virtual now. Right. And ultimately, if you want to get out of the house while still adhering to the recommended social distancing guidelines, 
RVs really can be a great way to see some new landscapes, you know, while keeping yourself and your traveling companions largely isolated from others. Yeah, you're isolating in your home, but you're taking your home with you now. So, So there you go. Okay, so our next point will probably be of particular interest to budget-minded retirees. Uh, The fact is, you can live on a relatively modest budget if you make an RV your permanent home. So that article you were referencing highlights one couple who spends on average $40 a night on parking. And they that couple also noted that figure is balanced with the occasional splurge on fancier digs or um, even balanced with opportunities to park their rig for free. You know, for example, many Walmarts allow RVs to overnight park in their parking lots. Well, and who doesn't want to spend the night at Walmart? I'll tell you. Well, so, if it's free, you know, and yeah, free and is free. Safe, sure. But anyway, the initial uh, purchase of an RV is what can be expensive with some of the top of the line models trending well into six figures. Sure. Or I've even seen some crazy ones that were almost a million dollars, but that's that's no, just they're nuts. really beautiful. Yeah, right. they're they are truly a rolling home. But when you compare it to what you'd spend for a new home or condo or even a vacation uh, home somewhere, it's probably a savings. And you're not paying property taxes. And uh, taxes on the car or RV are a lot cheaper in most states. Right, right. And that same couple that was interviewed in the article um, explains that they spend about $1,700 a year to insure their car and RV. And then when it comes to food, they spend the same as they did when they lived in a traditional home. So one final thing you might want to consider is that because RVs decline quickly in value, it may be a smart move to shop for a gently used RV. Yeah, and uh, there's some people who do dip their toe into it and find out that, hey, this is not for us. And so they've got a pretty unused used RV to sell. So And it's just kind of like the conventional wisdom of buy a a one or two year old used car rather than brand new. So somebody else takes the depreciation hit on it. So that's always a good way to go. But um, another thing that we saw is kind of interesting, especially if you're the kind of person that does a lot of volunteering for causes you're passionate about. And an RV is kind of a great way to be mobile and go do it. That's right. I know of one couple that uses their RV to volunteer with a religious group that moves quickly to help rebuild homes after natural disasters. And these volunteer excursions, you know, they usually last uh, anywhere from a week to a few weeks. And um, while they're doing that, they're part, they get to park for free, right? Because they're on the job. And when it comes to volunteering in your RV, all you really need to do is just head in the direction that you're needed, right? Away you go. and, And you got, you got, again, you got your accommodations with you there. So, so um, we've been talking about how you can enjoy this this kind of an adventure and by doing this, by making an RV your permanent home. And, and But we will also here in a little bit talk about some of the drawbacks to life on the road because it's not all great. Right, right. We'll, we'll get to that. But another benefit, if you think about it for a moment, is that you'll end up buying a lot less stuff, right? Stuff. <laughs> right. An RV, for obvious reasons isn't exactly the spot for a hoarder, right? So might eliminate us. <laughs> well, hopefully not. Um, anyway, before you can buy anything, you have to have a 
place to put it, right? And and RVs, there's not a lot of places to put stuff. So yeah, well, we have people we have from way too much stuff itis kind of going around here anyway. So if that's the the full time benefit of getting a um, to clean out and get stuff off to Goodwill and everything, it sounds like a pretty good idea. Salvation Army, right? Exactly. So yeah, well stated. So the next piece of advice is something I found particularly intriguing. When you live in your RV, you don't have to stick to the fastest route possible between destinations, right? You can sort of meander and wander and kind of explore to your heart's content. Yeah. Hey, look, the world's biggest ball of string. Let's stop. So, <laughs> you can, if you want to, you can. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, we talk a lot of you know about how in just retirement in general means you can do what you want to do, whatever you want to do, and then in the RV life really fits into it quite well. Point Traveling from point A to point B will get you off the beaten path. You can go on back roads and just see what's out there. And it really is just, uh, sounds like a great relaxed way to do it. It really does. It sounds like, I mean, it's a great way. Just hit the road. And, you know, when you're off the main highway, there are quite a few websites that you can go to to find some trustworthy places to park for the night. Yeah, there's a bunch out there. And, and if you if you do have an RV, you might want to, to uh, jot these down. We've seen sites like freecampsites.net, casinocamper.com, and campendium.com. Right. Those are really good websites. Can you, can you just repeat those for our listeners? Uh, freecampsites.net casinocamper.com. I guess that's if you want to go to the casino also. So don't <laughs> gamble away your retirement funds while you're <laughs> parked for free there. And Campendium, like Compendium, but spelled C-A-M-P. Campendium. Campendium. Okay, very good. So the now the next major benefit to making an RV your full-time home is simply the opportunity to spend as much time with your family as you want. Um, so rather than permanently retiring to a spot like Florida or Arizona and leaving your grandkids behind, you have the power to spend as much time with them as you want while still sort of hitting the open road when it suits you, right? If your home base is, say, up north and your grandkids are busy with school and sports for the entire month of January, all, all you need to do is jump behind the wheel and head for warmer weather, right? So, yeah, and we we actually know uh, some a couple that were former neighbors of ours that jumped into this whole RV thing. They summer up in British Columbia where their son lives, and so they've got a list, uh, and they've got kind of a pad that they park their their RV on all summer. It's even got plumbing and everything, so they hang out there, be uh, granddad and grandma up there, and then in the summer, I mean in the winter when it starts getting darn cold up in British Columbia, they head south and they're in Arizona and South Texas and all kinds of places. So. Right. And wouldn't it be fun over the summer just to load up your grandkids for a trip to Yellowstone or, or Gettysburg or I'll, wherever, I'll, right? I don't have to think about that, especially since we don't have grandkids yet, but I, I like the solitude of the open roads. So. There you go. There you go. So one thing that might be helpful for you on this is your diet. And one of the surprising things I read on there is that studies have shown that many retirees who live full-time in their RV dine in and eat out less often than when they lived in a more traditional home. And for some, it's about saving money in retirement. But for some, it's just the, the ability and the adventure of picking up local foods and things and, and trying regional to, delicacies, you know, the lo- right? local cooking. So, yeah. and, so, and when you're behind the wheel, you know, you can grab fresh 
uh, fresh fish in Minnesota or soft shell crabs in Maryland. You know, if you're in Louisiana, you can get some fresh shrimp or crawfish. Um, prepare them right crawdads. there in your own kitchen, right? Yeah, crawdads uh, when you pull in for the night. So it's a win-win for your wallet and your waistline. Well, depending on how you prepare the shrimp and crawdads. For sure, the, for the, sure. But, um, so, but it sounds like a good strategy. I'm getting hungry. And economical, it definitely can be. So, you know, the next potential benefit of full-time RVing is simply that there's really just no shortage of places to go. So we know of one retiree who has driven his RV to 49 states and several Canadian provinces um, and even Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. So the the road really is endless. Kind of hard to hit that 50th state, though, in an RV. It, so, t- tough so, to do. Yeah. <laughs> a little expensive. But you can go all over the country and see everything and the, go see the – we know people that have uh, – and clients, we've talked to clients, and whenever we're talking to them, they, they're sitting and staring at Mount Rushmore while we're going over their, their – um, their reports and, and reviewing things with them. So you can really hit all over the place, all over the um, country. Right. So. Okay. So another common RV trip that I've read about is driving to every major league baseball stadium. Now that would be cool once baseball season normalizes, right? After COVID and yeah, you could actually I, go into the parks. <laughs> might be, a, yeah, it might be a little tough to get an RV up to, to Yankee stadium, but that other than that, you know, it'd be pretty easy. Right. But um, you know, you'd, We'd, we'd be camping outside Allen Fieldhouse during basketball season, that's for oh, sure. That's for certain, most definitely. <laughs> well, on another line of this, studies have shown that um, we've seen this a lot of in sort of a mental health studies, that it becomes more difficult to make new friends as you age, and there's a lot of alienation and loneliness sometimes. But uh, it's been shown that, that uh, one advantage of RV living is when you spend a lot of times in the roads and campgrounds and RV parks, you meet a variety of new people from all around the country and all around the world. So it does, it has a, a benefit for socialization as well. Yeah, sure. So embrace it, right? Um, spend some time enjoying a meal and a bottle of wine with some new people while sitting around a bonfire. Doesn't that sound great? Yeah, I mean, fun. it does. So share your stories, your life now. stories and experiences, right? That just really... To me, it seems like that would just make your retirement even richer. I just well, and, and so far we've kind of sounded like a commercial for the RV industry, which we're really not, because <laughs> now we're going to flip it on the other side of the coin and spend some time exploring the pitfalls to this, the things, the sure. realities that you have to be um, aware of, because it's not just all, just a, a, all sunshine and roses with it. Also, there's there's plenty of information online about the downsides. Um, and the obvious one is that RVs are expensive. They can be they very, can be, yeah. very expensive. The, the type A top end ones, the generally the most spacious self-driving ones out there on the market, bare bones start at 60 grand and they can rise to well over $500,000 or even more. And the, even the smaller units can go, you know, run up to in the 100, 250, or 150 to 250 range. So, right. You certainly don't want to jump into that kind of an investment without doing plenty of research beforehand, right? So Yeah, absolutely. The the next big factor you'll want to remember is that RVs are the ultimate gas guzzlers. Or diesel, depending on what you're driving, but still. Yeah, the, you know, there's one um, experienced RVer who says that they get about eight miles to the gallon. Wow. 
and they can typically travel about 370 miles on a single tank. Uh, they never go below a quarter of a tank. So, you know, a three three quarter fill up can run them any well, it depends on obviously the, the cost prices. of gas, but you know, somewhere yeah. around $120. It's a little cheaper these days, but still, uh, if you're out there and then we get in one of those cycles where petroleum products are super expensive, um, that's a major expense you need to be aware of because your gas bill is one of your biggest expenses. And if it doubles or triples, that can put the hurt on you there. Yeah, most definitely. Now, waste is another thing you'll want to consider. Yeah. So for most Americans, you know, waste is it's just gone with the simple flush, right? But with an RV, it's not so simple. So the typical RV has a black tank for sewage, a gray tank for shower and sink water, and then a freshwater tank. So you need to keep a close eye on all three of them. And from some of the other things I've read, besides just since you're now in the sewage management business, some of the rest stops and campgrounds are either doing away with their what's called a dumping station service or, or raising the prices on it tremendously just because it's um, – not a great thing to be involved with. So right. let's not waste any more time here. Yeah, no pun, into, uh, pun yeah. intended. Okay. Yeah, no. So the next point is one of the single biggest reasons people sometimes reject the RV lifestyle. And that is that it's very close quarters. So when you're on the road, your traveling companion or companions are always going to be just generally a few feet from you, right? So if having plenty of privacy and alone time is important to you, life in an RV may not be the way to go. Yeah, you better really like being around your spouse, kids, grandkids, friends, anyone else, and make sure nobody's um, got the COVID out there so you're not you're not spreading around in your own RV. You're trying to isolate out there. There you go. Here's another factor I bet that's crossed a lot of minds during today's show. RVs can be hard to drive unless you're retired from being a big rig truck driver or something as you might imagine you're going to have to learn a lot when you first get behind the wheel of that big animal because um it's going to drive a lot differently than your nice little uh, sedan that you've been scooting around in forever and while the salespeople will tell you oh it's, it's going to be a breeze to drive uh, and give you a few pointers but once the paperwork signed uh, it's yours now it's your problem so Right, right. And, you know, you'd you'd be smart to take a driving class and also take a few trips in maybe a rented RV before you make the, the plunge and buy your own, right? One of our clients that did has jumped into this, their first trip was to a local campsite that was really 20 miles from their house. So they just wanted to uh, jump into the shallow end first to get used to it and to drive. Right. And you know, I guess if the, get that experience, you bet. And worst then, came to worst, they could always go home quickly. So. Right. And, and then also, if you're traveling with another person, you should really should both learn how to drive the, the RV in case something happens and, and the one who normally drives isn't able to, right? So that's always been a, really a big concern for for a lot of people. I mean, you know, some people break out into a sweat just thinking about turning around one of those big things. So, um, you know, through you, the idea of taking some driving classes, that could really be a great solution. And the one of the things we talked about earlier about places to park, there's plenty of them out there, but it's, it's still that can be the worst problem is if you suddenly don't have anywhere to park. We, the, there's no shortage of RV parks and 
uh, state parks and private campgrounds and all that sort of thing, they can sell out or be um, full. Right, especially, especially during school vacations, yeah, right? Or, or any kind of, of holiday season. Yeah. So, um, like we said earlier, there's some places like Walmart and I think Cracker Barrel, some of the, the outdoor stores. Cabela's. Uh, Bass Pro House, I think. Yeah. Uh, they welcome RVers in their parking lots, but having that ultimate freedom is great, but you should also have a good plan just so you don't end up having to drive through the night because you got nowhere else to go. Right. Just definitely plan that out. So we mentioned just a minute ago, the fuel costs can add up quickly and repair and maintenance of your your RV can also be pretty costly. Yeah. It, it's like a car and a house that both come with normal upkeep and things break. And you know, so you've got a, you've now you've got a car with plumbing, so you can have kind of the worst of all worlds there. And we've had friends, our, our former neighbor that goes up to British Columbia, they've been stranded places before because they've had something break and they've got to wait for parts. So it's your house is suddenly stranded somewhere. So um, and if you're in this situation and you need these sudden repairs, there may not be a shop that can handle an RV close by to you. Right. And, you know, like anything, the more you use them, the faster they wear out. Right. A big overhauls um, or even the cost of regularly replacing your unit that needs to be factored into your retirement plan. Yeah. And we've heard from people that that um, that they that's one of the things that was unexpected is that. They, they enjoyed it so much that it was pretty much worn out and they had to buy a new one. Right, right. And, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, the this pandemic really has been pushing sales through the roof. So I expect to see a lot of people experimenting with RVs over the next few years. Well, so that's about it for today. I hope that was a lot of uh, good information for you. And if you are interested in this, uh, check out some of the websites we talked about there. But, you know, so that's about it. Uh, yeah. Park your RV and give us a call if you have any questions about retirement. Sure. And be, be sure to visit our website at stabilitypartners.com or call us at 832-559-8393. And uh, we can talk about your retirement plans and whether or not it includes an RV, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, this concludes another episode of Stability Financial Talk with Gene and Brian. And my name is Brian Powell. And I'm Gene Casagrande. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Stability Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Gene Casagrande and Brian Powell at Stability Partners. Call 832-559-8393 or visit them online at stabilitypartners.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Texas. Insurance services and products are offered through Stability Partners LLC and affiliated companies. Stability Partners LLC and Stability Partners Advisory Group LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.